Hello everyone, this is your always tactful host, Pendy. And this is Paul, also known as Eastex Twitch. Die, 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 die. What's with all the dies? I'm trying to come up with our outline for this new episode, but all that comes out is die. I try to start it like this. Today, I'm tactfully die, 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 die. That's a lot of dies. Could it be that we've reached true die saturation? I'm not sure I, I know what you're talking about. Uh-oh. Um, well, intact right now, we're in the middle of the second die event. Oh, that's terrific. And you've got your review of the die arcade game x ross blade die-tastic we've also got news about the die console game die-amazing and there's even news about the dub for the dionomy die-pendus dynamite i can't stop die-mendus send help please Oh, oh boy, while Pendy runs out of die-themed adjectives, hopefully, I'll go ahead and welcome our audience to Tactfully Die, a Slime Time podcast spinoff that covers just about everything in the world of Dragon Quest The Adventure of Die and the Dragon Quest Tact mobile game. That's right. We'll talk about the latest and greatest of Dragon Quest Die, I mean, I mean, I mean Tact first. Good. I'd love to strash some Tact. Well, as we mentioned earlier, Die has once again come to Tact. Yeah. In this new event, players are able to recruit characters such as new versions of Mom, Pop, Die, Yunkle, and Hadlar. As well as characters who are new to text, such as Dark King Vern. Hey, Vern! And him, the pawn. Yeah, leading up to this event, all the older Die characters were given blossoms. None of those characters received new attacks, oddly, but it only cost half as many materials to complete their blossoms. However, some of them were given new passive abilities. You know, just like Mam's second follow-up frizzle shot that makes her quite the deadly character, even as an A-rank. Oh yeah, Mam's blossom really made her, once again, one of the most lethal A-rank characters in the game. I use her all the time. If you can get her in the middle of a group, she can really do some nice damage with her follow-up attacks. Two of them now. <laughs> Speaking of follow-up attacks, how about the new martial arts mom S-rank character? I saw that you got her up to five hearts? Yeah, she is an absolute beast. One of her abilities will automatically hit an enemy character as a follow-up attack to anyone else's physical attack. It can be devastating in real-time arena or RTA, among other places. She has super high agility, like <laughs> the way I've got her set up She's got 900 agility. It's a little bit of uh, overkill. And her attacks can trigger more evasion, attention increase, and or increased attack power. It's so awesome that her and Bizarro the Manslayer are some of the most effective characters to use right now, especially considering they are both my favorite characters from their respective pieces of work that they come from. Yeah, she's a complete pain to face off against. <laughs> but speaking of, of favorite characters becoming super powerful, where's my S-rank Crocodine, dang it? <laughs> Getting back to the classic units, the Blossoms for the original Die and Dragonoid Baron are also pretty good. Yeah, you got that right. A highly awakened Dragonoid Baron is extremely durable with his auto-healing ability. Unless you hit him with one of his specific weaknesses, like Bang, he's usually not going to go down easy at all. Yeah, I only have three hearts on him, but he's still good at that level, and he only weighs 50. I put him in my guild battle defense team as a result. You'll also see him in many advanced parties in RTA. Yeah, and you've got a, a pretty good uh, defense team. I even struggled against it when I was trying to practice. 
Why, thank you. You're welcome. And, you know, while a highly awakened martial arts man is really great, probably the most essential character we'll get through this whole event is the new Dragon Knight Die. For sure. He's key to many advanced stages, such as the advanced Blossom Doors. You don't need to go crazy on him either. Just one awaken will do you from the guides that I've seen out there. If you're not into Die, the anime, you poor soul, <laughs> and you want to save your gems, at least getting a Dragon Knight Die with one heart is all you really need. You know, we are currently in the middle of the second part of this die event. The new Hadlar just dropped along with him, the pawn, an A-rank unit, Hadlar being the S-rank unit. I got the new Hadlar at one heart and one copy of him. I'm good with that. For some characters, I'm just out there to at least get one of them and call it a day. I already mentioned I have a five-heart martial arts man. My Dragon Knight die is at two hearts. How have your die pulls gone so far? Funny you should ask. Well, I've got die at three hearts. That's a really good number of hearts. Mm-hmm. Mom, Mom at two hearts. Pop, zero hearts, but I do have him. Vern and him, both at one heart. I'm really close to getting enough rainbow medals to get a rainbow ticket and then use that for another heart on die, after which point I'll be able to use shards to get him his fifth heart. Like, I'm I'm pretty far away from having enough hero shards to do it, but still, I've got a good plan for getting him up to five hearts, and the priority is to do the, the rainbow ticket first because you can only do that while the unit's available. That's another person you have on your defense team, and even at three hearts, that's going to give people a lot of trouble. Yeah, I can't imagine him at five hearts. <laughs> yes, it'll be so cool. And I like that because he's not just, P- he's not like specifically a PvP unit, you know, but it, it's nice. Anybody, if they're that good, you get them up to a bunch of hearts and they will help you out wherever you need them. Yeah, I mean, he is a, a hero character and he does have a character builder function just like Erdrick and Solo have. So like you can, re- I mean, he's very effective. You can boost him up a lot. And, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to go for three hearts on DK Die, but after seeing how how scary he is in your guild tournament defense team, like I mentioned before, I might just do it myself now as well, at least get that that third heart. Yeah, if you can afford it, I think it's a good idea to go to that. And I'd like to do that for mom as well. The only thing is, like, I filled up her first page of stamp tickets, so it's like I'd have to do another five pulls to get one guaranteed S, and I might not even get her then. You know, then I'd have to do, I think, five more for the next one. So it's like, the odds are not really in my favor to get another heart for her, but I'd still, I'd love to if I can work out a way to do it. Mm-hmm. How's your, uh, we've mentioned, I've met, I've mentioned a couple characters already, but how's your, uh, your defense team set up for this future guild tournament that we got going on playing your defense? My defense team, it's not amazing, but at least it's something that, you know, that requires a lot of thought and whatever. So they're unlikely to get 160 out of it, Mm. but it's got five hearts solo. I just got him to five hearts a couple days ago. Very happy about that. Yeah. Better than mine. Neat. And three heart dragonoid die, as we mentioned, three heart dragonoid Baron, a rank mom at five hearts blossomed of course mm-hmm. and an f rank goes thrown in there just for to fill out the points and pretty good team i don't out of our own guild members nobody got a 160 on it so that's promising and it's gonna be nice to see how we all do in the upcoming guild tournament yes we had a perfect tournament last time and went undefeated despite being one person short at 19 out of 20 yeah that's crazy i i really thought we'd be at a huge disadvantage huh. we lost we lost somebody oh no i'm sorry we had someone who lost his account he wasn't able to quickly recover it and then he decided to retire from the game and he was a nice guy so we miss him yes yeah thankfully we found a replacement but you know just not in time before the cutoff happened for the tournament but despite that we climbed to the highest level of tournament leagues at the master level and claimed first place that's right and like you said we've replaced him i'm not sure if the replacement guy will work out but this guild tournament should tell us for sure then then we'll know we'll see how he does Hmm. but yeah our recent master league win it wasn't the first time we got to the master league but it was definitely the first time 
that our guild, Aces 1, won it. Yeah, and it, <laughs> and it helps that we didn't have to fight one of those uh, super guilds like Starfall for once. <laughs> That's right. I don't want to face those guys ever. Do we fight Do we fight our, our evil nemesis, big Drackey squad? No, I'm so disappointed that we have not played them since I've joined. I think someone mentioned, you may have mentioned it or somebody else mentioned it, that you guys did go up against them before I joined the guild, but not since I've joined have we gone up against our our true nemesis in this game. We have not faced them yet one-on-one, but hopefully, hopefully in the future. <laughs> we'll get them. We've, we've got it in for them. Yes. In the individual arena, I was able to grab another first place since we last talked. Way to go. I have not done so, although I think I am actually at full score for the week so far. Okay, okay. You know, one more, and I finally get the gold trophy for winning it ten times. I'm really looking forward to you know achieving that. It's like a it's one of those goals that I set for myself. It's like I want to get this. I want to get those ten perfect wins so I can get that gold trophy. That's really impressive. I don't think I will ever get that because I mm. barely ever get first place. You know, it's mm. just too too stressful and time consuming for me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, how have you been winning in real time arena? Oh, not too bad. Uh, I'm at legend already from the first phase and mostly taking it easy in phase two. You know, since we switched to phase two with the new layout, I just saw too many people sitting back with a combination that usually involved Forest Dragon, Solo, Dragonoid, Baron, and then somebody else. And seeing just that, like every other fight, seeing that so much got old very quickly. So I decided to take it easy during this phase. I'll do my once a day. And then if I win, I'll keep going until I lose. But that's about as much as I do. Gotcha. Well, I made it to Legend for the second time in a row, which is really nice for me because that was out of my reach just a while ago. Mm. But um, but like you said, there's more and more high level players who are using cover units in their teams and they they hide at the back. And it, it just seems like a problem to me. Like it is not fun to play against those people like they're automatically making the match take at least twice as long as it should, you know. And if you don't have the patience to just sit there and waste 10 minutes on one match, then you're going to lose because guess what? Their teams are like basically unbeatable if they're turtling like that. I wish players would be less selfish. I know there's a desire to have a high rank, but I just I feel like if you're going to be a competitor, you should be a competitor in a positive way and not in a dickish way. But that's just me. Yeah, a load of tripe, I say, just like the tripe tournament. The what? That sounds fishy. It is. (laughs) It ended up being a hilarious misprint for the announcement of the triple tournament. It was one of those individual tournaments with great bonus prizes. Uh, This one having many things that came in threes. Yeah, it's always great to get a free iridescent orb out of a tournament like that. Oh yeah. Speaking of great bonuses, we had a bit of good news recently with the latest update to the game itself. Indeed we did. We had some great improvements like being able to set specific parameters for auto matches and the new alchemy system that lets you level up your weapons so that you will no longer roll lower level weapon bonuses bonuses. Those go away once you get to a certain level. Yep, yep, that is wild. Anyway, the new auto rematch options that were added in the latest update are ostensibly a good thing, but they are giving me trouble. The developers moved the location of the button for auto rematching. This has resulted in me frequently clicking on the wrong option as a result. I hope I can get used to it soon, but it's I like... Did, I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I was in the same place for like a year, right? Yeah. So just, just moving it just a little like they have done it really throws you off. You know, like when I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom i'll it's my normal habit to to set another 60 runs of the battle road going you know mm-hmm. and it's like uh just moving the place like that when i'm not wanting to give the game a lot of attention totally throws me off so yeah and then you just do like one fight instead of 60 and you're like ah son of a bitch now i gotta wait or give up 
and then start yeah, over. <laughs> exactly. I just they didn't take into account the user experience issue of it. Like they're trying to help us by giving us a nice new feature. Yeah. But they but you got to think about usability too. And oftentimes yes. with uh, with Japanese developers, that's not one of their strengths. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the alchemy system that you were just talking about, a less confusing new feature is that there's now alchemy scrolls that will greatly advance the player's points towards the next weapon alchemy level. With these scrolls, you can roll less than 100 times to reach level two on a weapon, for instance. Yeah, that's really good. Like the new weapons from the die characters have lots of extra in-game bonuses that have been included to encourage us to try this new feature out. I like it. I still got to do more of that alchemy on those weapons. Yeah. And a bit of bad news, my dark nemesis is no more. Oh, it's so sad. That's right. No more dark Paul. He will be missed. They changed the name of the unit to be more consistent with the recent localization. So now he's just simply the Grim Grinner. That's a better name, all right. (laughs) Be gone, Dark Paul. We shall speak of you no more. And a bit of weird news for Dai. We noticed that the Lawson killing machine showed up in the Tact Monster Almanac, and the unit even has a mission feat that you can uh, supposedly achieve, even though we're never going to get them. (laughs) Yeah, that is super weird, right? Square Enix announced during a community stream a while back that the Lawson event would not be coming west. Therefore, we are not supposed to get the unit itself. Yes, but yet there is the Lawson unit in our game passively without actually, you know, being something that we can use. And all of his abilities and such have been translated in the Almanac. I I don't get it. Why would they bother to translate it? Was it it just they accidentally put him in there and then there's like the translators are like, oh, I guess might as well translate this too. It's in there. I don't (laughs) know. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Nobody nobody gets this. It's a strange and unprecedented error on the developer's part. They should still give us the Lawson unit because it's something else. You know, there's no reason they couldn't do that. It's just a recolored unit. Yes. However, that solution is apparently too creative. So we probably just won't get him. So sad. You know, you could say all this news was the good, the bad, the weird. Shouldn't it have been the good, the bad, and the ugly? Not with my beautiful face. Just just kidding. Just kidding. No, there is a South Korean movie inspired by the good, the bad, and the ugly called the good, the bad, the weird. Check it out. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen uh, coming out of of that country. Wow. Well, you're the expert. So the tip of the day is coming up soon, but I heard you got yourself some fantastic tact swag to tell us about. Yes. I bought myself a Magellan plush, which I imported from Play Asia when it was coming out. It's fantastic. I love it. It's very well made. It even has a little snap that holds this little map in place. You know, I can't help but point out that you never gave me a store link for that back when it was coming out. So. Oh, no. You know, next time I will. Like, if we ever get a Mindini plush, which we don't have yet, that'll be like the first thing I do. I'll put that to memory. That'd be nice. Anyway, is there anything on the Magellan map that he comes with? You know, I did unsnap it and look, but it's blank. I was hoping they drew something, but I guess it will remain a mystery what he really has written there in the game. I like to imagine that it's covered with drawings of girl slimes. <laughs> not, not that I'm into those, but Magelli is. Anyway, what else did you get? I heard you received a great surprise gift from a special someone. Yes, my wife is a true angel. She had a friend of hers in Japan pick up almost the entire Dragon Quest Tact Ramenade drink set. Three bottles with a bonus folder with the Dragon Quest Tact art and logo on it. The four bottles feature Zoma, Erdrick, the Dragon Lord, and the fourth has various monsters with Magellan and Mendini. That fourth one I grabbed myself from eBay, but wow, it was so amazing that she got most of it for me. It was a very limited time promotion at, hey, look at that, Lawson's again. That's that <laughs> convenience store in Japan. So I was so thankful that she did that for me. It was such a great surprise. Oh, that's very cool indeed. Very cool of her. I don't have any tact merchandise, no tact specific merchandise, I should say. So I am mm. definitely envious there. And yeah, I haven't had a ramen in several years. They are, uh, you know, it's like a Japanese carbonated beverage similar yes. to 
Sprite or Mountain Dew or whatever. And a very distinctive bottle with a marble in it. But anyway, I would definitely buy Dragon Quest Ramune bottles if I saw them. Now then, before we get into the die portion of the show, it's time for the tact tip of the day. Tip of the day! Did you know that if you put the spell buff on your characters in your defense team, they'll stay back in the Guild Arena tournament and cast the buff spell on a fellow party member instead of advancing towards the enemy? That's right, tacticians. Trying to drag out those fights in the arena? Buff will slow your guys down if they aren't baited. It can be a great tactic to make sure your attackers don't stray from any cover units that you've included in your setup. That's amazing! And that was our tact tip of the day. Tip of the day! Now let's get into some die. And speaking of die, and speaking of Dragon Quest, happy Dragon Quest Day, East X. You're a little late with that. Dragon Quest Day was back in May. It sure was, but we got a great announcement that day. They announced the global release day for the die console game Infinity Trash. You said it, September 28th. Not only that, the game was announced for Xbox as well. I hadn't expected Square Enix to release an Xbox version, but I'll take it. The list now includes PC, Xbox Series S and X, PlayStation 4 and 5, and the Switch. Just about everything but the kitchen sink. Yeah, and now there's no excuse not to get the game. They also announced a digital pre-order bonus of some fantastic costumes from Dragon Quest 3 and 4, such as the Hero, Fighter, Cleric, and Sage. There's even a bonus Psaro costume for Hyunkle. That brings us to a little bit of controversy, however. Will there be a physical copy of Infinity Strash in the West? So far, signs point to no. It hasn't been directly stated by Square Enix, but it seems that digital is the only way to pre-order the game in non-Japanese and Asian countries. Yes. So, like you said, Japan is getting a physical release, and possibly Southeast Asia will too. At least the import sites seem to indicate that. And what does that mean for us? Well, the Southeast Asian versions of games are usually released in English. I had been importing Super Robot Wars games for years because of this. Until recently, they didn't get Western releases, so it was the only way to play them in English. Oh yeah, a friend gave me one of those Asian versions for PlayStation 4 several years ago. The Dragon Quest 1 through 3 collection for Switch was released physically in Asia with English language options, but only digitally in other regions. That seems likely to happen for Infinity Strash as well. Digital only in the Wild West, but you'll be able to get a physical copy in English if you import the Southeast Asian version. Personally, I'm just happy we're getting the game at all. It would be nice to get a physical copy out West, but I, you know, I'll take what I what I can get. I'll probably get the Southeast Asian physical edition just so I can just display it. That would be cool. Now, on modern consoles, I prefer digital games because I like to just have them all installed and be able to instantly easily play them without having to search for a disc or whatever. Gotcha. And, and they take up so much less physical room because I used to have a huge physical collection of retro games and such. And they took up so much room, you know, so that would be a difficulty. Also, people would occasionally steal games from me, you know, like, oh, not no. too, yeah, not too often, but I did have like some import PlayStation 2 games stolen. That was very frustrating. Back uh, in the that, day. Yeah, that happened to me once, too, when I was living in the uh, the dormitories of uh, my early days in the Air Force. Got maybe had a little bit too much to drink, left my door open, kind of woke up. Hey, look, there's stuff missing. That was that was uh, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, what a, what a huge shame. And nobody could steal your digital games from you. you. There's people who are paranoid about like Microsoft or Steam or Sony taking your games away. But that happens approximately like once every 10 years. I mean, it is the most uncommon thing. You're way more likely to physically lose your own game than you are to lose a digital copy of a game you bought from one of the major storefronts. Those are good points. Uh, I, I'm still like kind of old school and I, I do like I, I do prefer like the physical edition. But yeah, there are some definite advantages of being able to have some something digitally like that, too. I definitely understand where you're coming from on that. Oh, yeah. And let me point out, like, I'm certainly not opposed to actually I understand wanting physical copies of some things like, you know, I've got a co- I've got a decent 
gigantic collection of physical Dragon Quest games. And so I would love to have physical versions of every Dragon Quest game that's released, but it's just like, can't always afford to, to buy that more expensive Asian version when I could get the, you know, the digital English version for less anyway. Gotcha, gotcha. Understandable. So, you know, something else we'll cover today was my recent trip to Japan. Most of it will be covered in Slime Time episode 74, which will be released soon, but I'm here to talk about my dye experience there. We'll allow it. Hmm. What kind of dye stuff did you see in Nihon? Lots. I found several stores that had some dye related merchandise to include some of the various figures. I also found a few places that had various dye t-shirts for sale. So, I don't know if you ever saw the, the Flazard shirt that was half orange and half blue. I saw like an Avon symbol shirt. I even saw a Bartow shirt of all characters that, you know, that Hell Knight that raised Hyunkle when Hyunkle was younger. I couldn't, I couldn't resist. And I ended up getting a Hyunkle shirt that features his dark armor blade in the front. I really like it. Those sound like some really cool shirts. I love Bartow, so I'd be all about that. And the Flazard one also sounds like a really good design. Mm. Did you get any other cool pickups? Yeah, I also delved into some manga and picked up the first volume of the Avon manga prequel series that's running Ooh. now and another later volume just because I like the cover art for it. Uh, it features mom's mother in full cleric gear and some ninja lady I'm not really familiar with. It Ooh. just looked cool. Uh, in addition to that, I picked up a random volume of the original Dai manga just because I like the cover for it as well. It featured the main protagonist cast in a really cool pose. And lastly, I bought the first volume of the Dai Crossblade manga. Crossblade. That's the Dai arcade game. I know you said you were trying to hunt the game down while you were there too. Yeah, it was a little difficult at first. I figured the best place to find it was in Akihabara. That's the anime video game mecha section of Tokyo. Fans at home can experience Akihabara for themselves by playing the Akiba's Trip game series on PlayStation, Switch, and Steam. There's also a one-season anime, which I really enjoyed. Did you see anyone beating the clothes off each other, Pendy? <laughs> you know, I did I did not. Uh, wait, is it beating the clothes off each other? What do you mean? Uh, that's the thing that happens in Akiba's Trip, especially, oh. especially the games, which are a little more focused on it, but it's like a 3D beat-em-up, and the the villains, I think, I don't know if they're possessed by the clothes or what the deal is, because it's been a while since I actually played one, mm-hmm. but like, you, you beat them up, and eventually, like, their shirts and, and their skirts will come off, and they're just in, in their underwears. Oh, okay, that's funny. I, I didn't actually find Crossblade until I checked out my third arcade. It was in a section of the arcade that, uh, that had other similar card battle games, like the Dragon Ball Heroes game, and there was two machines that had Crossblade. Why do you think it was so hard to find? So the arcades I visited seemed to all have their own particular themes. So one was most one was mostly crane gotcha games. One had an entire floor that was dedicated to retro arcade machines that was pretty cool. And, and the one that I was in where I finally found it had a lot of those card battle games and a floor that was dedicated to nothing but fighting games, which was nice. And at that third arcade, you found Crossblade. I keep wanting yeah. to call it X Rossblade. Yeah, that's, that's weird... how it's spelled. But yeah, it's just Crossblade. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird name for a game. It sounds like they had to make a sequel to the, the show Friends without David Schwimmer or something. <laughs> X Ross. But anyway, how was it playing the game? You know, I was hoping it was going to be very similar to its predecessor, Dragon Quest Scan Battlers. In Scan Battlers, you received cards from battle that were monsters, heroes, and equipment for your protagonist. It had a big dragon head-shaped scanner for the cards. That sounds cool. Are you saying that Crossblade is a lot different from Scan Battlers? Yes. Unfortunately, everything in Crossblade is connected to this Crossblade card that you get somehow, or an app, I believe. I wasn't able to figure out how to get the main card or navigate the app. Uh, so I was just playing from almost scratch every time. I, I still got a new monster, hero, or villain card every time I played, but in-game rewards such as experience for leveling up 
were not accessible. All the equipment you won was tied to this card, and I couldn't get that as well. Bummer, dude. Did you still have fun? I was slightly disappointed that I couldn't really build an advanced party and do some of the more difficult stages, but I still had fun. You know, I got around 13 cards by the time I was finished. I got cards like the Green Dragon, Golem, Pop, Die, Him, a Blue Slime, Crocodile, and more. The game was doing a Dragon Quest VIII promotion at the time, so I was able to enter a tournament where the final boss was a party that had Bunny Girl Jessica in it. The reward was the bunny suit, which sadly I won, but I couldn't keep. Aww. When, yeah. When when I was experimenting with more advanced stuff, I also got my butt handed to me by fighting a future version of man who I can't explain for spoiler reasons. Good. You keep that mom to yourself, mister. <laughs> so how do the battles work in this arcade game? It was more, it was a more advanced version of the system from Dragon Quest Scan Battlers. In Scan Battlers, everyone took a turn and did an attack. You would then use two different buttons for timed attacks. Sometimes it was timing a press just right or hitting it as fast as you could. Crossblade has that as well, except three buttons this time and different ways of doing button combos to pull off an attack. Also, everyone can move throughout the screen. The control panel actually has a huge touchpad where you play your cards so when it's time to move a character you actually physically move your card around the touchpad and it will correspond to where your character is on the screen where you want to position them so it ends up positioning is really everything in this game you can gang up on an enemy this way and land powerful combo attacks and the enemies can do the same to you and they also added an extra element to, to the defense as well you can time button presses to reduce the damage you take from enemy when it's their turn to go against you that sounds like a really cool setup i mean it's got some of the things that the tact has in a way, but the fact that you're mm. using the touchpad and physically moving cards around, that's really great. Any other highlights from the game? So I loved how you got your card in the beginning. Gomei-chan appears and he grabs a card for you. He disappears below the screen with it and then it gets dispensed out towards the bottom of the machine. Cool. The cards are really nice. I'm guessing they're preloaded into the, the machine. Uh, the Scan Battler's arcade machine actually printed them out on some sort of special glossy card stock. So either this one already has the printed cards inside or it uses a more advanced card printer but as far as i can tell it seems like they're like pre-made cards they're not being like printed you know in the in the uh, arcade as you get them like it was in the previous game i see those would be really cool cards to acquire yeah does the game have any kind of tutorial that is another highlight of the game as of course avon is your tutor in the tutorial it's really cool always nice to see avon again how hard is it to play and navigate crossblade if you don't know japanese so so because the system is a little more complicated, it's not quite as easy to play as Scan Battlers was, but I muddled my way through it pretty well with no reading skills whatsoever. I, I can say four things in Japanese, I can't read anything, and I was still able to play the game successfully. My only problem was that I kept accidentally doing the tutorial mode that takes up one play session, so I kind of wasted some money uh, being friends with Avon a little bit more than I wanted to, but that was okay. Oh, you're such a hardcore Avon fan. <laughs> well then, what's your overall impression of Crossblade. So if you are a die super fan and you have the opportunity, definitely check it out and give the game at least a few tries. The combos are real easy to do and the characters you get all have very fun super moves to watch. Even the lower level characters like a blue slime, they have fantastic moves. You'll at least be able to walk away with a couple of cool cards from the game. Sounds like fun. Last but certainly not least, we are going to get more episodes of the dub. It's fantastic. Well, we weren't sure whether that was going to happen or not, but 
the Die Dove has now showed up on the BBC iPlayer again. This time, episodes 51 through 75. Last time the dub dropped there, we got it, you know, we, they put it on the BBC iPlayer first, and then later we got it in the USA, maybe like a month or two after that. Yeah, and to be clear, the full Japanese series with English subtitles has already been released in America. You can watch it on Crunchyroll and whatnot. Yes. But but yeah, the dub came later, and, the, and by the way, the dub voice actors are being used in the game, which is really cool. Even though they're not great voice actors, you know, like it still adds that authenticity in the the Infinity Strash game. Sure so, does. Something to look forward to there. But anyway, yeah, the new the new dubbed episodes should be coming to the free library app Hoopla, which I know you love, and <laughs> they'll be for sale on the Microsoft Store and Voodoo, just like last time. Yes, I'm thinking that probably 76 through 100 will probably hit later this summer or fall. What's funny is that I knew this was possibly coming because there was this guy on this Die Facebook group that said like, yeah, I know people at the BBC, and this guy says that like, yeah, 51 through 75 is gonna fall, you know gonna drop off in the summer, and then they're gonna do, and then the BBC iPlayer is gonna do the rest in uh, the fall. And guess what? So far he's he was right. Apparently he actually does know a guy in the BBC, and we now we have the next group of episodes here in the summer. That man's a hero. <laughs> Wait, aren't we missing something here? Oh, oh, you mean our review of the Die episode? Yes. So we had so much Die to talk about today that we really did actually reach a saturation point. I'll try to forgive you, and I'll try not to die. <laughs> to keep on track, in the next two episodes of our podcast, we'll discuss three episodes of the anime at a time. That's a lot. To be die-tenued. That's all for this episode of Slime Time Tactfully Die. If you want to prepare for the next episode, be sure to watch episodes 37, 38, and 39 of The Adventure of Die on Crunchyroll, the library app Hoopla, Voodoo, or the Microsoft Store. Episodes 37 and 38 are the final episodes of, quote, season three of the show, and 39 is the first episode of season four. The show wasn't really produced in that number of seasons, but the dub is divided up that way on the video services like Voodoo. We are a non-profit podcast. We won't refract or fist your hard-earned gold when we can offer you quality content for free. But if you do have some extra gold that's just completely burning a hole in your wallet, pouch, bottomless bag, treasure chest, or searchable wall slack, and you would like to donate anything to a website that's been supporting Dragon Quest fans for over 25 years, stop by the Dragon's Den by clicking the link in the show notes. There are several ways to support the den, including the affiliate links that don't cost you anything extra when making other Dragon Quest purchases. We even have a Slime Time t-shirt you can buy created by a resident artist, Dwayne. See the link for it in the show notes. As part of the Slime Time Extended Universe, or Stew, you can direct comments or questions for the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at DQ Slime Time. And you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash eastxtwitch. Come watch me play a variety of games every Saturday, kids. Join in tons of Dragon Quest discussion at the Dragon's Den forums or Discord and the Dragon Questers, Infinity Strash, and Dragon Quest Tact Global Facebook groups. We'd like to thank everyone that made this podcast possible, including you, Pendy, Woodus, the Dragon's Den, and Optimus Primal. May he forever change from gorilla to robot and back again. <laughs> Please like, subscribe, and write a review for the podcast. It really does help. We'll catch you later, everybody. Don't hate. Appreciate. Time to zoom on out of here.
This is Gutrude for Slime Time, reminding you all that you must complete your adventure.